I am excited to be here with you, the family of God. And we're going to have some fun tonight because the Holy Spirit is in the house. And where he is, there's danger ahead. <laughs> I, uh, I'm wearing my special shirt tonight. I just got back from an overseas trip. And uh, thank you for all of you who prayed for our team. We were gone for almost two weeks to Southeast Asia, and the Lord did amazing things. Absolutely amazing things. We felt your prayers. Your prayers were so effective, and I just want to thank you so much for partnering with what we were doing over there. Uh, there's so much beauty in the global south for us to learn from. And, you know, back in the olden days, we used to have these mindsets that, like, we were Westerners and we had it all figured out and we were trying to help the rest of the world, you know, and now the rest of the world's helping us. And um, every time I've been, I've come back a changed person. And this time's uh, very much the same. So the Lord wants to do two things with us tonight, two things that I saw him doing on this ministry trip that's actually for us as well. So I feel like I'm the guy coming back from a faraway land, bringing treasures and saying, these treasures are amazing. So what's going to happen tonight is we're going to actually have to activate our own spirit tonight to be ready for what he wants to do. And I'm just going to get out of the way and let him do what he's really good at. But there's two things. The first thing is... Um, what he wants to do is he wants to upgrade us. Upgrade us. We use that term a lot. It's, you know, you get it. You got an old phone like I've had forever. An iPhone 8. And then it stops working or people go, man, I can't believe you still have that phone. Like that's a dinosaur. And then they start to look at you like you're a dinosaur. And an upgrade gives new features. And I saw the Lord upgrade people. I saw the Lord by his spirit upgrade people. And he wants to do that for us tonight. He wants to take us from where we are to a, a higher function in the kingdom. And it's something that we have to partner with him to do. He won't do it for us, but he'll do it with us. So I just want to pray that the Lord's will will be done in all of our lives tonight. That we'll be people that say yes to the upgrade that he has for us. So would you just, would you just pray with me and just begin to stir up your own spirit and hunger to be upgraded tonight. Come on, just speak it out loud. Just begin to ask the Lord for hunger. God, we just ask you tonight to upgrade us, Lord. Upgrade us by your spirit. We just, we open ourselves to you. We, we ask you, God, to come. And even as the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters of the deep at the creation, Lord, we just ask you to come and hover over us tonight. Come and do things for us we can't do for ourselves, God. I just thank you, Lord, that you're so good to us. You just keep giving us more and more of yourself. We just ask you tonight with hungry hearts, with open hearts. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.
I came back so from this trip so incredibly impressed with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I've always been impressed with the Holy Spirit. But wow, he's better than I thought he was. He's smarter than I thought he was. I like to think of the Holy Spirit as the genius from heaven. He's so smart. He's so intelligent. He's so creative. I saw things the Holy Spirit did this trip I have not seen him do before. And my wife, this part's my wife's fault. I'm just following in Adam's suit by blaming Eve in the garden. But my wife gave me this phrase a few months ago. It's called chasing the butterfly. Chasing the butterfly is when the Holy Spirit starts to show up in your day and he shows up like a butterfly. And he's a little bit unconventional. Butterflies are a little unconventional. They're not like birds. They're not like other things. I'm not a butterfly expert. Thank God. We're not going down that road. But when the butterfly of the Holy Spirit shows up, we have decisions to make. And God wants to upgrade our ability to chase the butterfly. Chase the butterfly. Because you know what happens when we chase the butterfly? Heaven's agenda shows up in our lives. Heaven's agenda shows up in other people's lives. Breakthroughs happen. Miracles come from heaven to earth when we chase the butterfly. On this trip, I got to chase the butterfly a little bit. And I want to tell you a few stories real quick before we ground this in Scripture so we're not all thinking this is heresy. This is not heresy. Jesus talked a lot about the Holy Spirit and what he does. But one story sticks out to me is um, about a week ago, I was getting ready to minister with our team to a group of seminary students. And I was praying that morning, God, what do you have in store? And all of a sudden, I started to see the butterfly. And the Lord showed me a picture. He showed me a picture. It's 5.30 in the morning, and I'm wondering why I'm awake, but he showed me a picture and he showed me a picture of me as a father, a new father holding my new son in my arms. A new father holding my baby boy, my firstborn in my arms, and gazing into his eyes. And smiling into his face. And as I smiled into his face, he started over time to realize he was profoundly loved as a little boy. And he started to believe that he was worthy of love. And pretty soon over time, this, this bond and this connection between me as a dad and this little boy, and pretty soon he started smiling back. And this exchange between father and son of delight started happening. The Lord showed me this. 5.30 in the morning, I said, Lord, what is this? I'm chasing the butterfly right now. What is this? When the Lord spoke to me and he said, these seminary students, some of them have never seen the delight of a father's look in their eye. And I want to give them one today. I want to give them that experience today. I said, okay, Lord, let's do it. 
I don't know how to do that, but you can. So we got there and we started the thing and it was all good. It was great. And then I said, I saw something this morning and I told him what I just told you. And what happened next just wrecked me, still wrecking me. I got to watch almost a hundred seminary students have a face-to-face encounter with their father. Some of them for the very first time in their life. I got to see women smiling at God. God, their father. And I remember when it was done, when it was over, and it took a long time because it was a long encounter with the face of God, the face of a loving father. And when it was all over, I remember this In this part of the world, the women sit in different uh, side of the room than the men. In this whole side of the room, the women's faces were glowing. They were glowing with smiles. The smile of a loving father staring into their soul had rewritten something so beautiful inside of them. The Holy Spirit chasing the butterfly encountered a whole bunch of people and the Lord said they're either going to do what they do out of delight or out of duty and the Lord was like no they're not going to go plant churches out of duty I want them planting churches out of delight I want them planting churches and doing what they're doing out of enjoyment of my face and the Lord's so good you guys only he can do that stuff but God wants to upgrade our ability to chase the butterfly because when we do it starts to affect everything around us I look at the Gospels now I look at the book of Acts and I see the Apostles learning to chase the same butterfly The Holy Spirit's doing stuff in people's lives. And if we learn to recognize it, stop. Ask a question, Lord, what does this mean? How do I follow this? Pretty soon, amazing things start to happen. What about a church decides to be people that chase the butterfly? What if we as people, as parents, as co-workers, what if we became people that got really good at chasing the butterfly? really good at following the Holy Spirit and what he's doing around us that's the kind of people God's called us to be so we need an upgrade but first let's look at what Jesus had to say John 14 15 if you have your Bibles Jesus said this he said and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you say be with you forever well that's good news that word forever forever means forever the spirit of truth the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you what a promise Jesus gave The Holy Spirit, he's saying, it lives with you and it will be in you. This is the genius of heaven that's with you and in you. 
You guys are not nearly as fired up as you ought to be. You've got a genius living inside you. Every room you walk into, there's a genius there with you. Wow. What do our families start to look like when we start to chase the butterfly at home? All right, I get it. Chasing the butterfly can look like a picture in your spirit, a word that, the God, that God gives you, a scripture verse can be highlighting a person. How many of you have ever had a person highlighted to you? Did I see any hands in the air? Remember, we got to activate ourselves here. How many of you ever been, a person's been highlighted to you? Yeah. And you don't know why? If you're a single guy, you're thinking, well, maybe she's into me, you know? It's not that kind of highlighting, guys. It's a different kind of highlighting. It can be a recall of a memory. These are all ways that the, the butterfly can show up in our, in our daily life. Is the Holy Spirit starting to work? And we have a decision to make. Will we follow? Will we chase the butterfly? Or will we just say, ah, don't really have time. One minute with the Holy Spirit can replace hours, weeks, and years. I learned this about 10 years ago. I was working with a couple and... The Lord gave me one word. It was a name of a person. And I thought, okay, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to chase the butterfly, Lord. And I did. And, and so long story short is this person had a, a, a cousin that moved into his life when he was a teenager. And this cousin was a, was a girl. And I'm sitting there talking to the couple in the office. And the Lord's telling me the person's name. And I'm like, this does not make any sense, but I'm chasing the butterfly. Long story short, this cousin, who was the name that the Holy Spirit had talked to me about, moved into the house and was emotionally really abusive and toxic to this guy. And that was the era of his life when he shut down emotionally. He shut everything down emotionally. And 15 years later, he's in my office because his marriage is failing and he doesn't know what happened. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me this cousin's name. What if I would have just passed up? What if I wouldn't have chased the butterfly a little bit and probed and asked? The Holy Spirit's a genius. I had no idea how to help this guy. But the Holy Spirit did. He was right there, whispering in my ear what this guy needed. That day changed that guy's life, changed his marriage. He finally realized he was traumatized. He needed to forgive and he needed to go make things right. And the beautiful thing was the Lord was so gracious and opened up his spirit again to be able to do a peer relationship with a female again. He lost that as a teenager. The Holy Spirit's so smart. So smart. 
John 14, 26 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. That's really good news too. He's not only an advocate, one who comes alongside, but he's one who teaches us. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. I'm going to keep going. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He's not only a teacher, he's also a guide. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit's role is to help us, be with us, teach us all things, and guide us into truth. Hallelujah. That sounds like a winning partnership. <laughs> a winning partnership. The challenge with the Holy Spirit is that he's invisible. You can't see him. Is that a challenge? It's a challenge for me. So we've got to have tools, upgraded tools, to be able to see and hear and know what he's doing. But the good thing is that Jesus actually gave us upgraded tools. Jeremiah 33 says, call to me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Revelation 2.17 says, Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Matthew 13.15 and 16 says, For this people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. The great thing about Jesus is he says, if you ask me, I'll upgrade your eyes. I'll upgrade your ears. And I'll upgrade your heart. Upgraded eyes, upgraded ears, and upgraded heart. This is how we partner with the Holy Spirit. Because just like natural eyes and natural ears see things in the natural, spiritual eyes and spiritual ears see things in the spirit world. And guess what? Jesus paid a price for us to have the new tools, the upgrade. So I want to ask you a really, really brave question. Do you want an upgrade? Because if you do, it might change your life. It might get you in trouble sometimes. It might also rock your world. To see the glory of the kingdom of God coming to earth. Like what I just got to see a week ago. My eyes have never seen that before. Never seen what I saw. So many people liberated with a loving father's gaze in their face. They'd never seen before. I want to invite you to get an upgrade right now. If you want an upgrade to your eyes and your ears and your heart, I want to invite you to stand.
And I just want you to begin to pray over your eyes. Actually, just put, as a prophetic act, put your hand on your eyes. Just begin to pray for the new eyes of the Spirit. Come on, lift your voices up. Ask Him. Ask Him. Ask Him for new eyes. Ask Him for eyes that see. Eyes that see in the Spirit world. Eyes that see what natural eyes can't see. Eyes that see what you want us to see, Holy Spirit. We ask you, Holy Spirit, as your sons and daughters, God, that you would come and upgrade our eyes, Lord. We ask you that you would give us eyes that see what you see, God. That see the hurting, that see the invisible, that see the things that only the spirit world can see, God. We ask you, Holy Spirit, come and upgrade our eyes. Come us, give us eyes to see. Eyes to see. Same thing, put your hand on your ears. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to upgrade your spiritual ears. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and upgrade our spiritual ears tonight. Lord, ears that hear the frequencies of heaven. Lord, Ears that hear words from a loving Father. You said your sheep would hear your voice, God. Lord, ears that are tuned to your voice, God. We ask you, Holy Spirit, come and give us the new ears, Lord. Ears that will hear you say, do this and do that, God. We ask you, Holy Spirit, for new ears tonight, God. Upgrade our ears tonight, Holy Spirit. Upgrade our ears tonight. Put your hand on your heart. Let's begin to ask for the upgraded heart. Hearts that are discerning. Hearts that walk with the heart like Jesus walked on this earth, God. A heart that, that sees un, and understands what's happening inside of people, God. Lord, we, we ask you for an upgraded heart today. An upgraded heart, Lord, that, that comes and moves and is motivated by the Father's heart, God. Lord, would you give us the Father's heart inside of our own chest, God. We ask you, Holy Spirit, come and upgrade us. Come and upgrade our hearts tonight, we pray, God. Upgrade us by your Spirit, Lord. We love you, God. We love you, God. Amen, amen, amen. Sit down. Let's give the Lord a hand if you, if you got upgraded tonight. You're a little more dangerous than you were five minutes ago. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your stories of chasing the butterfly. Lots of stories coming out. Oh, boy. The second thing the Lord wants to do tonight that I saw on our trip overseas is he wants to heal our hearts. I saw such a profound move of the Holy Spirit healing people's hearts. You know, when God heals us, he heals our bodies and he heals our souls and he heals our minds. And I saw such a beautiful release of the Father healing hearts. And you may be sitting here tonight thinking, well, I don't need my heart healed. Okay. That's okay. I think what we're going to find tonight is that the Lord's going to unlock places that have been locked. Some of us have suffered a lot. 
Some of us have suffered. We've lost people. Some of us have suffered financially. Some of us have suffered in a lot of areas. And what I saw a week ago overseas was a, a loving father coming and washing his kids. Washing pain off of his kids' hearts. I really believe he wants to do that tonight. I really believe he wants to do that with us, his kids. So let's, let's read a scripture verse, Isaiah 57, 14. It says this, it says, And it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the road. Remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. For this is what the high and lofty one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not accuse forever, nor will I always be angry. For then the spirit of man would grow faint before me the breath of man that I've created. I was enraged by his sinful greed. I punished and hid my face in anger, yet he kept on in his willful ways. Verse 18, I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will guide him, and I'll restore comfort to him, creating praise on the lips of mourners in Israel. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord and I will heal them. I love this picture. I love this picture of Isaiah's writing this. And, and I love the, the, the picture of a loving father saying, remove the obstacles out of the way for my people. You know, we have obstacles that are out here, and we have obstacles that are in here. And God's probably talking about both of them, but I, I just I just love it. It's like the Father saying, I want my people to thrive again. Remove the obstacles. Remove the things that are in the way of them thriving. Remove them. I want my kids to thrive. I just want to say to his church, it's time to thrive again. It's time to thrive again. It's time to come out of surviving and it's time to it's time to thrive again. It's time to thrive again. The Lord wants to remove any obstacles that are in the way of us thriving again. Psalm 34:17 through 20 says this, when the righteous cry for help. Say, cry for help. The Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. When the righteous ask for help, when the righteous cry for help, there's something in the crying for help that God loves. I remember the story of Moses when God's talking about finding a deliverer for his people. God said these words. He said, I've heard the cries of my people. I've heard their cries. 
I'm doing something about it. There's power in your cry for help. There's power when we cry for help. It's different than when we ask, casually ask for help. The Lord is inviting us tonight to cry out for help. Cry out for what's burdened you. Cry out for what's been painful for you. Cry out to a good father who's saying, if you cry for help, I'll hear you. I'll answer you. I'll move on your behalf. This is probably my favorite verse over the last month. Psalm 147, verse 3. It says this. It says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Wow. God heals the brokenhearted and He binds up our wounds. I love the, the imagery of binding up our wounds. It's, 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 it's not passive. It's, it's active. It's, it's, it's a picture of there's an injury and he's actually doing stuff to fix it. Reminds me of a story. My, one of my daughters broke her wrist when she was in junior high. And we didn't know if it was broken or not. And so... It's like, well, we could go to the ER. No, 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 that's going to hurt. You know, that's going to be painful. Well, probably so. So hours later, she finally is convinced, Dad, this isn't going to work. Okay, let's go to the ER. We go to the ER, and the nurse is like, what would you do, sweetie? And it's a little bit like the, like, you're not touching this thing. That's kind of how we are with our pain. It's kind of how we are with God, honestly. It's like God, God's going, no, I, I want to bind up that wound. But you've got to let me have access to it. And the fear of giving him access to it is that it might hurt. It's true. It might hurt a little bit in the short run. But in the long run, what's gained is you get you back. Get yourself back. You get, get, you get all of you back. I get all of me back. There's no way to live holding on or protecting of something that's broken. There's no way to live. There's no way to thrive. God's saying, I heal the brokenhearted and I bind up their wounds. If we bring ourselves to him and allow him to have access. It's amazing what he does. It's amazing what he does. He's so good. He's so gentle and he's so kind with our wounds. My other daughter was at a doctor's appointment about two years ago and we were having some other things looked at and one of the doctors said something that just absolutely rung throughout me. He said this. He said, your daughter's body doesn't offload toxins. Doesn't offload toxins. In other words, her body stores up toxins, doesn't let it go. And I thought, oh my gosh. That describes a whole society of people today. We don't know how to offload 
our pain. And it becomes toxic inside of us. And we got a generation of depressed and anxious and all kinds of stuff going on in our world because guess what? Nobody teaches us how to offload our pain. No, it becomes toxic inside of us. We got generations of young people that think ending their life is the best solution because at least there's no more pain. Listen, it's time to thrive again. And it's going to require us to let God bind up our wounds, to, to, to let Him have access to any hurts, any suffering that's left a residue on our hearts and our souls. I'm right there with you. I got stuff I'm letting go too. Yeah. Some things I wrote down that the Lord wants to help us offload tonight. Suffering. Some of us have suffered. It's just been suffering. Physical suffering, emotional suffering. All kinds of suffering. Marital discord, family problems and brokenness, grief. Some of us have lost people, lost jobs, lost businesses, lost stuff. The Lord's saying, I want to... I want to help that grief go away. Some of it might happen in an instant. Some of it might happen in a process. I don't really know. I trust the genius. I trust the really smart guy in the room. I'm just doing my part. David said in Psalm 62, 8, he said, Trust in him at all times, O people, and pour out your hearts to him. For God is our refuge. Pour out our hearts to him. Because God is our refuge. So I feel like I'm just going to uh, ask the ministry team to come up. And I just feel like the Lord asked me to just create a ministry space tonight. For us, a family. A family that needs to thrive again. A family that needs to some of us to allow the Lord to have access to us so that we get us back again. Because without it, we just keep limping through life. We keep creating elaborate workarounds that don't really work that well. And I love this last story I want to I share of chasing the butterfly in my last trip. He said this. I was sitting in a worship service and we were getting ready to minister and the ministry team is right next to me and the Holy Spirit said this this is a room full of pastors many of them have lost friends children some of them have been imprisoned for being pastors I mean these people had suffered suffered and the Holy Spirit said this. He said, I want to wash these pastors' feet. I said, wow, you want to wash these pastors' feet? And he invited me and he invited the ministry team to be his hands that would wash their feet. And so we did. 
We said, let's get everything together. Let's wash these pastors' feet because that's what we're just chasing the butterfly. Is somebody coming? Shafi coming? Yeah, awesome. And I'll tell you what, I saw the hand of a really good father. Every time I wash those feet of those pastors, I look up and I just see streams coming down their face. And the hand of the Lord was washing the pain off of their hearts. Washing their suffering. Washing their grief. Washing things. It was so profound to me how good of a father he was to those people. So good. And that same good father is here tonight. And he's saying, it's time to thrive again. It's okay. I want to wash. I want to wash you. I want to wash anything that you're carrying that doesn't need to be carried. It's like I saw this picture of people carrying a heavy loaded backpack. Have you ever carried a really heavy backpack? Yeah, it's okay for a short time. But over a long time, it gets to be really burdensome. And I felt like the Lord was saying, there's people in the room tonight that are carrying really heavy backpacks. And the Lord wants to reach in there tonight and start pulling some stuff out. He wants his sons and daughters unburdened. So I just want to, I'm closing right there. I just want to invite you to stand. Would you just stand with me? I just want to invite any and all sons and daughters of the Most High God tonight. You just, you can tell there's just something there that's not helping you thrive. Whether it's grief or suffering or loss or pain or confusion or, or just hardship, it doesn't, I don't think it really matters. I just know what I saw a week ago was a really good father who was caring a lot about his kids. And he's in the room tonight. He wants to wash us. He wants to get us back to thriving, you guys. So can we just partner with him? Can we just respond? Whatever response looks like for you, I just want to create a space where you can just be with him. And remember what David said, pour out your heart to him. There's power in our crying out to God and asking him to wash us. Amen. I'm just going to close in prayer. We can turn on the lights and create a ministry space here. That'd be great. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. You're in the room tonight. And we just ask you to come to unlock what's been locked for us, God. Lord, if there's pain, if there's hardship that's been just stuck, we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and release the grace of God tonight, Lord. Release the grace of God over your sons and daughters tonight, God. Lord, we want to thrive again. We want to give you access tonight, God, to our pain, to our hardship, to our suffering. I just ask you, Spirit of God, come and minister like you're so good at doing. 
We love you tonight. Thank you, Father, you're here. You're here for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to invite you down. Don't let this minute go. Don't let this moment go. Come and pour out your heart to the Lord. Amen. Thank you.